Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your hostess with the Moses. When it comes to weed and hash, of course, Dr. Dina. Thanks for joining us today. So as you know, in California, we just recently passed Prop 64, which essentially legalizes the possession of an ounce of cannabis and eight grams of concentrate we can start growing in our own home. And there's just been so much excitement. The next morning after it passed, I woke up and I had 750 emails. And I was being reached out to from literally every people from all over the world had questions about cannabis, people in California, people in other states going, how do I do this in my state? People in Spain, people in Japan going, we need this here. How can you help us? And it's been so fascinating because I literally have been interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter. I've been filming a TV show based on cannabis. I have filmed an episode of Bong Appetit for Viceland. Everybody wants to be in on cannabis. Last night, I sat with Snoop Dogg for his celebrity roast, the smoked out roast of Snoop Dogg, which was star studded and so much fun. There was Michael Rappaport and Brett Ratner and Wiz Khalifa, Chanel West Coast. There were so many people, Too Short, Warren G. The whole room was filled up with people there to celebrate Snoop Dogg and basically cannabis. And one of the best jokes of the night was from Mike Epps, who was hosting it, who said, you know, it's really funny you guys all came here to make fun of Snoop Dogg, but for years you've been smoking his weed and now you came here once it's legal and now you're ripping on the guy. And so it was pretty funny that here we are in a legal world and we were smoking inside of this theater, even though you're not supposed to smoke inside. But it was just the whole impression of cannabis of being an evil drug has lifted and changed so much. And it's made me feel so proud to be part of it. Now, today we have an incredible guest who knows more about what's going on in California than most people. And she is very, very special to me because she's not your likely cannabis activist. Her name is Diane Goldstein, and she is a 21-year veteran of law enforcement who retired as, speaking of breaking the glass ceiling, she was a very first female lieutenant for the Redondo Beach Police Department. She is a speaker, and she's the executive board member for Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, which you guys know as LEAP. And she's a guest columnist for so many different magazines, The Huffington Post, High Times, Medical Marijuana 411, Lady Bud magazine. And she has been appearing on TV, on radio, and she's been one of the foremost thwarted figures in the space that have been speaking out about Prop 64. And so many people have kind of not spent the time really reading the full proposition because they read a line that they didn't like and then all of a sudden they stopped reading it and they were everything was bad. But there's a lot of good in this. And so welcome, Diane. Let's talk about California. Go California. First of all, Dr. Dina, thank you so much for having me on. You know, I've always been a, a huge fan of all the work that you do. And it's so interesting to finally see kind of the policy side mixed with the culture side. Does that make sense? You know, it is because for me, it's always been about policy. It's been about social justice. And I think that the win in California is going to do a lot to bring the culture 
up and out of the darkness. And, you know, whether it's Snoop or whether it's a medical marijuana patient who is using marijuana for cancer, it's going to continue to destigmatize a plant that should be treated as a nutraceutical more so than plutonium. Agreed, a thousand percent. And I've been telling this to people for years. I have so many celebrity friends that use cannabis. And of course, I always want them to be public about it because when people see successful people who use cannabis, the argument of, oh, they're a loser, oh, they're just a washed up stoner, they can't do anything with their life, that kind of disappears. But to me, it's when Sanjay Gupta came out and said, I was wrong, that all of the medical patients really started flowing in the doors, people that wouldn't normally come into the dispensary, parents of children with cancer. And to me, that was the most exciting thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I just saw a minute Gupta. I think he was on Seth Meyers' show the other day. And he said something really interesting because I said this about the whole issue relative to the social justice issues is Dr. Gupta basically said that it is immoral for us to deny people the right to access cannabis as medicine. And I would go further that it's immoral for us to criminalize anybody for cannabis when this law was designed around political ideology. It was designed about power. It was designed not on public health. And so I think we have this really good opportunity to ensure that we continue to do the things that we need to do to really break apart the drug war. California was amazing because of exactly what you said. You know, I just saw an article that Berlin, based on California passing, is going to decriminalize and open up a marijuana market in their city. So this is going to have some real domino effect. What's so incredible, though, is being, you know, for the law enforcement background, I'm sure you've seen so many different cases with drugs and how it affects people's lives. How did that change? Because I know when you, you're trained to do your job, I'm sure they tell you to arrest cannabis users. You know, it was really interesting. So I came into law enforcement in 1983 when Reagan first started his war on drugs, and then I retired in 2004 at uh, one of the Bushes. And what I saw, and I think part of it for me was, is in the 1970s, is law enforcement looked at marijuana, at least amongst kids, as kind of like a rite of passage. It wasn't a big deal. They weren't going to arrest you for it, not just myself, but many other people that are incredibly successful from high school smoked pot and smoked a lot of it. And like most, is everybody stopped and kind of grew up. And then other people I know are using it again because of the work that's been done the last few years. There was conflict. I always had an internal conflict around the issue of marijuana because I understood the collateral consequences of criminal convictions because of my brother who had mental health issues and suffered from chronic substance abuse problems. And so I had a personal family experience as well as the professional experience, but it got to a point with zero tolerance policies that there was nothing we could do. And it was pretty horrible. It's pretty horrible and you feel pretty helpless when you can't help out. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, if you look at LEAP, I think this is one of the things that I respect so much about what our organization has done is all of us have come to our own personal epiphanies from vastly wide experiences. And if you talk to anybody who's a speaker or a member of LEAP, they belong to our organizations as a way to make amends to the damage that we did, that we inflicted on our own communities. 
Unbelievable, Diane. You are so amazing. We have to take a really short break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Diane Goldstein talking about Leap and Uma and how to prepare ourselves for what is going to change in 2018. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers? From a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Cannabis legalization efforts are increasing competition for businesses wanting to make it big. In this complex and fast-changing environment, only the savviest will survive. What are you going to do to stay ahead of the game? Enter New Frontier's free platform, Equio, the premier business intelligence, visualization, and marketing platform for the cannabis industry. With Equio, you can stay on top of your store's sales, trends, and competition, Better understand your seasonality and broader sales trends? Identify and compare your top products and categories and cross-buying opportunities. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. That's eqio.io to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Earn your Ph.D. in THC monetization with CannabisRadio.com. Don't be late. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidentials, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
And we're back with Diane Goldstein. So Diane, you told me about LEAP and how it's giving back to some of the damage that has been created by the system. And it's so powerful that you've chosen to dedicate your time and energy to this. And I remember just recently we were all in Washington to go to the White House and talk about criminal justice reform and seeing you there. I felt special being involved. And it was the first time that I felt like just as a cannabis activist and someone who gets her hands dirty and covered in resin all the time is actually invited to the White House to see some change. And so to me, I think that we're really, we're making a difference and real impact in society. You know what I think in large aspect, what we've seen the last couple of years is long-term powerful women like you and Debbie Goldsberry and Dale Sky Jones, you know, Amy Pova working from the clemency side, Stephanie Landa. You know, you look at women who've experienced the brunt of the criminal justice system as well as being long-term activists. And I think what so many of the women share is this need to not only make their world better to make certain that their kids don't get arrested, but their obligation to everybody's kids, you know, and women have brought a very interesting dynamic into the cannabis activism and also to the criminal justice reform activism world that, you know, probably was not likely to happen 10 years ago. Agreed. How is that now changing with adult use cannabis in California? People have been asking me all these questions and telling me that it's bad, that it's killing 215 and They just don't realize what's going on with the state regulation that Jerry Brown signed in MRSA. So tell me from your standpoint to explain to the public what's happening in California. Well, at this point, there's not any licensing that's going to occur for adult consumption, no different than the medical marijuana regulations till 2018. But what we know and what hundreds of attorneys have that I've talked to is that 64 has no impact on Proposition 215 rights. So if your doctor recommends that you need to grow 80 plants for your medical condition, that's your right. AMA does not impact that at all. This is simply about regulating adult 21 and overuse. And I think it's important, and you know, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with people like Dennis Perone or others who state that all use is, is medicinal. But there's a lot of people that don't want to co-opt the medical system. Right. Well, you know, I love Dennis. And to me, and I had Dennis on the show, and I spent some time recently with Dennis. To me, Dennis lives in his own world. He's in a bubble in San Francisco. He's in his bubble. And where he lives, cannabis is legal. It's just legal. It's just, it's everywhere. No one's bothering you. But that's not the reality all over the state. And I tried to explain that to him. And that's the issue. And there's also the issue. It's it's not just the social justice issue. I can't begin to tell you how many people I know. I mean, I have like these group of moms that I play bunco with, and all of them were so excited about this initiative because they want to be able to walk into a dispensary and get topicals or edibles or other types of programs that they're frankly almost too embarrassed to go do at this point because they don't feel they're qualified medical patients. Right. And well, so- here's another one, though. I have a product that's called Vet CBD. It's for dogs and cats. And oh, so absolutely. I get phone calls every day from people who are perfectly healthy, but they just want to get it for their dog and the cat. There's no recommendation for a, really a pet. So yeah. how do you handle that? They have to go get a recommendation to go get their dog. I mean, it's so stupid. They should just it, be able to is. come in and buy it. So I think that's going to be a very positive thing. But I think the most important thing, the day after and in this last week since the election, as I've been going through my Facebook, seeing posts from attorneys like Omar Figueroa, other cannabis attorneys who are basically 
talking about cases being dropped from significant felonies to one misdemeanor or being completely dismissed. Thrown out. It's amazing. And thrown out. And so those types of things, I think, are literally the most critical and important piece of this. And the social justice issue that once we actually get a system going and some tax revenue in where money goes back to communities of color that we have policed in horribly disparate fashion. So they can design job training or other programs to get people into the industry. Agreed. I had a theory that if it gets legalized, because I've had so many issues with, not issues, but I run into law enforcement a lot in West Hollywood. They come by, they check out the store. They're very, very nice. They've been wonderful to us for the 14 years we've been open in West Hollywood. Never a problem. But they always make jokes about it. Hey, I can't wait till it gets legal. We're going to be your customer. And so to me, if a law enforcement starts using cannabis and they end up like going in pulling someone over and they have too much cannabis, are they really going to care? Because they're going to get it. They're going to be part of us. And to me, that's kind of important. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and the unfortunate part about that is these guys may joke and kid, but they would still have to do it because of federal law. They could get disciplined or fired for using the Schedule 1 substance. So really, the fight just begins. You know, I think that's the other issue that concerns me is that we're going to have a lot of cannabis activists who think, okay, we won in California. It's time to bar the doors and move on to something else where the next fight for us, and you know this as well, is is dealing with Dana Rohrbacher, is the federal we need to deschedule because there are so many issues around that Schedule 1, including... Diane, Diane, you're absolutely right. We have to jump to break, but I love this because this is exactly what I want to talk about for the last segment. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking about Dana Rohrbacher and how he might be able to save our entire country. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Everyone deserves the medicine they need. Aaron's premium CBD essentials and CBD nectar products are made from plant-based organic ingredients, grown and processed in the United States. Our unique formula of coconut oil and coconut water, infused with CBD oil, is ideal for all skin types and provides maximum relief. Aaron's Essentials was formulated by 9-11 First Responder and Stage 4 Cancer Survivor Aaron Sieber. As a cannabis connoisseur, Aaron began making and using his own lab-tested medicinal cannabis products to help relieve the side effects of his rigorous cancer treatments. Visit www.cannosaurbrands.com for more information on Aaron's Essentials and learn how you can pay it forward. That's C-A-N-N-A-I-S-S-E-U-R-Brands.com. 
forwarding the cause of legalization and research of the growing cannabis industry one podcast at a time. The Cannabis Radio Network. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back. So we were talking about Congressman Dana Rohrabacher, who's a Republican congressman out of Orange County, and we just read the most exciting news ever. I don't know, Diane, have you heard the news, but Dana is one of the people in line potentially to get picked for Secretary of State in Trump. I saw that article. Is that not unbelievable? Yeah, yeah. My only concern would be is who's going to replace them at the congressional level. So, you know, these are the things that we need to push and to talk about is that we have ripe opportunities now because what this election showed us is that we have finally created the space for politicians to say in public what they've been telling us for years. You know, the last six years that I've been up in Sacramento is every politician says the war on drugs is a failure and marijuana should be legalized behind closed doors. Well, this last two years, you finally saw at the federal level, at the congressional level, you have some amazing partnerships between Dana and Barbara Lee and Rand Paul and Cory Booker around not just the issue of cannabis, but total criminal justice reform. So, you know, this election has been very divisive and there's a lot of stuff, but I'm going to hold on to my hope of being able to work on those issues that are really reach across the aisle issues that we see right now. And I think this is going to empower politicians to continue that. And also they see, you know, Dana was probably one of the first people that in Congress held fundraisers and actually invited people from the cannabis industry to come and donate and be part of and feel like you're welcome. And I think that really made us feel so strong because as we know, the Democratic Party, we've already won them over. It's the Republican Party now that we really need to go after and win over. So listen, if you're listening out there and your dad is, I have friends whose dads are Republican judges and federal judges. Go talk to your dad. Go talk to your uncle. Go talk to your aunt or whatever it is that you know that win them over. Talk about cannabis because we need your voice. We need the power of the people to go out there and make change because this is really more than just people just getting high. And Diane and I have seen firsthand what it does to help people who are really sick and what happens when you have uh, a down in jail and it ruins your life when you really should just be getting treatment. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting. My almost 22 years of law enforcement, people always ask me, did you ever encounter a violent cannabis user? And I laugh. You know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, in in almost 22 years, I never once went to someone's house where someone who was under the influence of cannabis raped and pillaged the neighborhood, beat their wife, molested their children or attacked me. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've been at where people have tried to stab us or ram Mm. us in their cars because of alcohol, push us downstairs. And so for me, from a public safety perspective, I view alcohol as being the most dangerous drug out there in our society that causes the most damage. And I'm not saying that marijuana can't be harmful, but for some people, if you have an addictive personality, you can get addicted. But 
the majority of people who use all illicit drugs and now legal drugs like marijuana in certain states are doing so in a non-problematic fashion. And it's Correct. a liberty issue for me. It's not just social justice, but it's a yeah, but liberty Diane, issue. If you're in a state that doesn't have legal cannabis and you want to buy weed, right? You go to a drug dealer and Correct. that drug dealer probably has other drugs. So maybe now you have access to cocaine and ecstasy and heroin and meth and where if you go into a dispensary, all you're going to get is cannabis. There's no other tempting. There's no other. It's like pot's not even a drug to me. It's not. It's, it's a nutraceutical. It's, it's like a, a glass of wine. Exactly. This year was really interesting because if you look at California and the ballot initiatives that we won in California this year, including Proposition 57 and then the Gavin Newsom, the one relative to guns, the law enforcement lobby has started to lose their influence and their power in the state. And this election, very clear, the cops pulled out the fear-monging rhetoric. Right. The fear-mongering was at just this incredible level. And people, whether they were editorial boards that I sat at, because we had over 20 papers that endorsed us, or politicians who came out and ignored the once powerful criminal justice lobby. For me, that's really one of the most significant wins out of this. It's not just about cannabis is legal. We're going to have a really great industry that people aren't going to go to jail, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and yeah. But in a free society, we'll have moonshiners, Dina. Of course. You know? People don't listen to the rules. People don't follow the laws. Exactly. Don't do, even now, they don't. And so for me, I enjoy it right now because it's a gray area to an extent that if I find out someone gets in trouble, I feel like because I have a legal permanent business, I can help them most Correct. likely. But the reality is not everyone has that luxury. And so I want everyone to be able to get permitted and licensed. And for me, I hate being licensed and permitted and paying permit fees and getting audited. But guess Taxes. what? In the yeah. very beginning, I threw a temper tantrum about it. And now it's like having a blanket to put over you at night. It makes you feel safe and yep. you know that you're doing things right. And it's really not that complicated to just follow the rules after the first year. It's no big deal. And everyone else is going to have to do it. Hopefully do it. Just like back in the day, we had hemp taxes. We'd have to pay a marijuana tax for your marijuana grow. And if you didn't, yeah. you get fined. You know, so it's yeah, yeah. And for me, I think the further that we need down the road, and this is where I challenge the industry, the people who want to be in the industry, the small farmers, you know, the mom and pops, everybody, the edible makers, the activists. And those are the people our, I want to protect those people. Correct. Our fight's not over. Right. We now need to go back in because we have the power to demand even further change. And yeah. we need to continue to repeal cannabis laws. And that's what I like about this initiative is the bar has been set. The legislator can't change them and make them higher. They can just repeal them now. Exactly. You know, so I've already had some things that I've been thinking about because, for example, for our kids, traditionally, one of the things that happens to them is if they get caught smoking pot is if they don't have a license, they basically get their license suspended for the application for a year. If they do have a driver's license, it gets suspended for a year. And then that is on their permanent driving record for seven years. And so that impacts kids who are coming out of high school and into college who are looking for jobs and need to provide their DMV. So there's going to be things that we are going to continue to look at and to work on and to completely remove any of those collateral consequences for our kids or for adults. That is absolutely the truth. And hopefully this will change the world. I know too many people that have records that couldn't get jobs or go to college and get scholarships because of cannabis. And so hopefully all that will change and so much going on right now. We are out of 
time, but we're going to come back with our next episode, back with Diane talking more about adult use in California and all the things that we have to know. So join us again next week. You guys are awesome. And thanks for joining us with another edition of Cannabis Confidential. I'm Dr. Dina, over and out. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.